I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Sports Saturday. Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He got it again. BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans for Cougar fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte. On Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 11:60 AM. Good afternoon, Cougar Nation. Welcome into a new edition of Cougar Sports Saturday. Glad to be on board with you today. We have a good show planned for you. We'll touch on some basketball, even though we kind of don't want to after that nasty loss against Pepperdine Thursday night. So there's some basketball to get to. They're at Gonzaga tonight. So maybe hey, a win tonight, Mitch, could uh, maybe make us forget what happened down in Malibu. <laughs> Last visit to the kennel, that will be historic uh, in that regard as far as WCC yep. rivalry goes. So we will break down that game. We'll also work in some BYU football. But, Matt, we got to get to the offseason special. <laughs> Conference realignment, say what? The leadoff. A look at the stories making headlines right now. It's time for the leadoff on Cougar Sports Saturday. Big 12 open for business. That's right. The Big 12 is open for business. They are going to be aggressive. And you're thinking, what's going on? Conference realignment. Guys, isn't BYU in the Big 12? Yes. Just calm down. This is this is a good conference realignment discussion. This is this is the type of realignment discussion I think a lot of Cougar fans have wanted to hear. This all starts because and it got started again because the Pac-12 had a recent visit, a public appearance uh, by Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyevkov out to Dallas to visit the SMU Mustangs, and it's led many to wonder. What's going on with the Pac-12's media rights deal? What is the Pac-12 doing? Are they going to expand? And, oh, by the way, Texas and Oklahoma, they are now leaving the Big 12 after the 2023 season. They will be gone to the SEC in 2024, which, oh, by the way, coincides with when the Pac-12's new media rights is supposed to start 
could there be open spots now in the Big 12 for some new members? A lot of moving pieces, Matt. What do you make of all this? First off, I think it's 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 not a coincidence, in my opinion, that the Big 12 got this done. Because was it last week? If, if, if it wasn't last week, it was two weeks ago that Pete Thamel of ESPN reported that negotiations had stalled and, and that there was an impasse. It Obviously, it was a very small impasse. It was not a mountain they were trying to traverse. It was just a little hill that they couldn't see on the on the other side because they figured that out quick. And it sounds like all along it was Fox and ESPN that needed to be convinced and maybe not so much the Big 12, Texas, and Oklahoma trying to figure that piece out. And, and here's a few details for you on that. They're going to pay $100 million to leave early. To the, to the Big 12, and the remaining members will do what they want with that. It, it won't affect BYU. Uh, and Texas and Oklahoma will also pay additional money to Fox. And along with that, there was a scheduling change involving Texas in which they'll visit Michigan in 2024 rather than Michigan visiting Texas, and that was a Fox request to get that game on Fox. So that, that was to help Fox and ESPN and that's kind of what led to Texas and Oklahoma leaving early. But I, my first thought was there's got to be a reason. If you could see me, maybe you'd see me uh, in, in the vein of Brian Windhorst back in the day when talking about the Utah Jazz. There has to be a reason. Big 12 opens for business. <laughs> that this happened so quickly, and it is on the, the heels of Klyovkov visiting SMU, because let's be real, Mitch. That's a bad look. It's desperate times for the Pac-12 when you're visiting SMU to get you back to 12. And, and look, the Pac-12 too, Mitch, they're motivated to expand for one reason and one reason only. They need the games. They need inventory because that helps drive the price. If you have more content to give, they don't have enough content. So that was my first reaction, Mitch, was, wow, the Big 12, the Big 12 is out for blood, man. They are, they are trying to kill some conferences because the timing of that was suspicious. In a good Big 12 way. open for business. They are open for business, and I'm with you. I think it's a good thing for the Big 12 to be on the attack. And I'm, I'm excited that Texas and Oklahoma are going to be moving on after 2023. Uh, and I think the the, impo- the band-aid off the importance of that is because from the behind the scenes workings, you know, from a branding perspective, there's been meetings with the Big 12 where they just want to move forward without having Texas and Oklahoma in the room because, you know, darn well, they're they're giving any sort of insight they're gleaning from the Big 12. They're sending it over to the SEC. Yeah. So the SEC knows all the workings of what the Big 12's doing. And that's just that that's that's difficult to operate. So I think from that perspective, Everyone's excited to see Texas and Oklahoma move on. I think from the on-field, it's kind of cool to have one year of of OU and Texas in the same standings as BYU and the newcomers. But uh, it's time to move on and get ready for this new era of the Big 12 Conference. And I'm just curious if that new era does include more than the currently constructed 12 teams, which also includes BYU, UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati. To me... There is an attractive pitch that the Big 12 has to get these big Pac-12 teams because the issues right now for the Pac-12, if you, if you haven't been following all the nuances behind these media rights deals, and I get it, these these media rights, grant of rights, it's not fun. No. But, man, these things have such a huge impact on conferences, the makeup of them, 
And that's what drove expansion in the SEC yes. and the Big Ten. The Pac-12 is in a spot right now where Fox has basically said, "We're good with the Big Ten and the Big 12. We're we're okay. We don't if you know if you wanted to do this pennies on the dollar, maybe we'll do it. Okay, right. but we're not that interested in the Pac-12. So then you turn over to ESPN. Okay, maybe you know that eight thirty window we get a game that fills the late night night spot. Okay, well then you turn to the streaming entities of Amazon, Apple Plus, Apple TV, rather. And that suddenly gets a little bit dicey. I think that's, yeah, everyone says it's the future, but still linear is a big thing from the sports viewing experience, flipping channels between commercial breaks. That's a thing. And the the lag and whatnot. Uh, the Pac-12 is staring down a world where they might be having pretty much all their games on Amazon, and they're still making less money than the Big 12, potentially. That's what you know the athletics reported. That's been indication. So to me, Brett Yormark, the Big 12 conference, they have to be on the attack. They have to go get the Pac-12. I always think back to what Mike— Get the entire Pac-12. Well, get, get the key members, Oregon and Washington and the Arizona schools. That's the four I'm looking at. If you can get Oregon and Washington, rest in peace, Pac-12. It's over. Yep. Heck, if you get two of them, if you get Arizona and Arizona State, heck, maybe if you go with— the Washington State and Oregon State, the two teams that everyone says they're left for dead, they're going to be in the Mountain West Conference. It's only a matter of time. They'd probably sign it right there. And, and then that shakes the foundation of the Pac-12, too. I just think that the the Big 12, I think back to July of last year at Big 12 Football Media Day, Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State head coach, he said it best. He said all these conferences are just playing a game in the chase to get the most TV dollars possible. And to get the most TV, TV dollars possible and the most security for the Big 12 going forward, you have to take out the Pac-12. Yeah. And it's no longer this kumbaya moment of, oh, let's all work together in unison in college athletics. No, those days are done. Yeah. That's over. Uh, the collegiality or whatever that, you know, the working together is one. No, that's over. Uh, it's it's dog-eat-dog world, and the Big 12 is looking to eat. They want to <laughs> let the dogs eat, in the words of Jamal Williams, and... I just think this is a great opportunity. I think there's an attractive pitch right now because the Pac-12 is just every day that passes by, it feels like there's more tension, more uneasiness about what those teams will do if they don't get a lucrative media rights deal. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things at play right now, too, is you have two separate commissioners in Klyovkov and Brett Yormark. They're both new to the scene, and they both did not grow up in athletics, right? They're kind of out-of-the-box thinking, one guy, your mark, is delivering on every promise. We're going to get this deal done. We're going to get security with a new media rights deal. Check. Check. Everything he says is building credibility and confidence that these new members in the Big 12 and the old ones believe this guy. Like, hey. Big 12 open for business. I just feel like your mark here is is really building a nice resume as a commissioner of trust and follow me. Like, I'm going to lead yeah. you to the promised land where Klyovkov, nothing this guy says is coming to pass. Yeah. We're going to have more money than the Big 12. Where's the bag? How, how come it keeps getting pushed down the road? And now we're to a point where you don't even know what deal is out there, if there even is a deal out there at the moment. I know the Athletics reported some numbers, but... Why is that not getting done? And if the Pac-12 thinks they're worth so much more money, where where's the suitors coming? And so I have to believe that a lot of these 
presidents in the Pac-12 are getting a little, uh, you know, uneasy, knowing that we got a commissioner here who's saying all the right things, but where's the proof? Where's the action? Nothing's happening. Nobody likes people that are all talk and no action. You you want to be able to have concrete things happen to make you believe that's the direction you're going in in any facet of life, whether it be your work life, your personal life, with your kids, with your family, that, hey, we're moving in the right direction. It's not just all talk. Everyone hates people that's all talk. That's what the Pac-12 is right now. And to your point, that's why it's such a unique and uh, special opportunity for your mark in the Big 12 to maybe get some of those guys. Because if you just start with the Arizona schools – like you said, that, that's probably enough. Jenga, that the, the the bricks fall over, and and that's what you need to happen because that's what college athlete, athletics is right now. And it's sad. It's sad that not everyone is working together to benefit everyone, but that's not the world we live in. I'm just happy that BYU is in the is Big in. 12 that they're in, and the timing worked out masterfully for BYU, and it's nice to see BYU in a spot where they're in a league that I feel has strength right now. They've got good leadership. They've got good membership. And you hope that if they can add membership from the Pac-12, that they don't shake it up too much. uh, Because I know Pac-12 schools, I mean, look, these Pac-12 presidents, they've created their own demise. They hired Larry Scott. They hired Klavkov. And the product's not good. They valued Olympic sports over football and they just they've been so out of touch with how college athletics works they've kind of sat in there they they've they've created their bed now they got to sit in it and they got to make changes now and maybe their pride will still prevent them from going to the Big 12 because oh it's flyover states it's it's not uh, the academic elites but guess what the on-field product in the Big 12 is a lot better and guess what? You're going to make more money, too. Yeah. How much more? I don't know yet. We'll see. Who cares about how much more? You want to check for the next 10 years or whatever it is. This is a fascinating conversation, and it also ties into the rivalry. BYU and Utah. Would you want to see the Utes in the Big 12 with BYU? We'll discuss that next. It's Cougar Sports Saturday, powered by KSL Sports. Welcome back into Cougar Sports Saturday here on KSL News Radio. Mitch Harper, Matt Biamonte. We want to hear from you. 57500. You can text us on the KSL text line or, you know, also text BYU to 57500 and you can get updates on the Cougars throughout the year. Score updates, news updates. Highly recommend you doing that. But we're asking Big 12 open for business. That's right. We're asking for your feedback because the Big 12 is open for business and conference realignment is a hot topic right now. Not just because we need a football fix, but man, the football gods just said, we're giving you the realignment content, (laughs) the, the nectar of the gods, realignment talk, baby. And here's the most pressing topic, though, when it comes to this. In this state. In this state. BYU, member of the Big 12, Utah, member of the Pac-12. If the Pac-12 folds, Matt, do you want, well, even if it doesn't fold, do you want the Big 12 to pursue Utah and have BYU and Utah in the same league once again like they were back in the day? Not a chance in H-E double hockey sticks. Do you think Cougar fans feel that same way? Yeah, I feel like it's mixed. I feel like there's a there's a segment, large segment, that says no. Absolutely not. Well, let's find out. We got a Twitter poll. Yes. K, uh, KSL Sports. Vote on that. Right now, 60% of BOU fans are saying no chance. They're with me. 40%, though, do want them in. See, that's and, higher. 
than I would have thought. I agree. Look, there is a faction of the BOU fan base that loves the rivalry and wants it played. I am not <laughs> one of those people. For this reason and this reason alone. What Utah did to BYU in the first wave of conference realignment over a decade ago, I, I, have, I have not forgotten and I'll never forget. Because up until that point, those were two universities who, from BYU's vantage point, they were hand-in-hand, hand, they were close friends. It'd be like having a, a best friend steal your girlfriend away from you. That's, that's kind of what happened yeah. with BYU and Utah. You don't forget that. You don't forgive it either. You can, you can move on. You can be cordial if you run into each other at the grocery store, but you don't forget it, and I have not forgotten it. And I just I, I don't think BYU needs to do Utah any favors here. Uh, BYU had to scratch and claw and fight to get their way into the Big 12. It was hard, and it was long to get the respect that I think BYU always deserved. And now that they're there, hey, you said it last segment. It's doggy dog, everyone for themselves. BYU needs to be in it for themselves. If I was Tom Homo and Kevin Worthen, I would absolutely politic to the Big 12 and just say, hey, don't even consider this. Don't consider it. And not just because I can look from the on field product, Utah has become a very good football team. Back to back Pac 12 titles. They add value from a on field football product. BYU and Utah would be the best rivalry in the Big 12. But I think from BYU's perspective, you want to be the top dog. You want to be the school that is the best in the state, yep. and if that, that's just how it works. And the Pac-12 is trending down. I mean, even if they stay together for the next five years and add SMU and add San Diego State, there's still not a long-term future ahead. We've no. seen this song and dance with the Mountain West when you go to streaming or your limited exposure. I would even say BYU should want San Diego State more than Utah. It, oh, look, really? San Diego State's almost as as. Uh, Vile to, to BYU as Utah, but between the two, I'd say you go into Southern California, which is more valuable than dipping in here to Salt well, Lake, in th- my opinion. That's the key point, and we got to get to a break. So we're, we're going to have to keep yes. discussing this on the other going. side. Uh, Texas 57500, BYU fans, if you want Utah potentially added to the Big 12, let us know your thoughts. We'll continue this uh, conference realignment uh, discussion after this break. It's Cougar Sports Saturday. Cougar Sports Saturday. Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He got it again! BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans for Cougar fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte. On Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're talking conference realignment here in the first hour. Why would we do such a thing? Well, it never sleeps, Mitch. Uh, Pac-12 looking to expand Klyovkov. Their commissioner was seen on the campus of SMU scoping out the Mustangs as a, as a potential addition. And, oh, by the way, at about the same time, the Big 12 announces that Texas and Oklahoma, they've reached eight in agreement. They'll leave early. So this will be the last year. This will be the only year where – Oklahoma comes to BYU, BYU goes to Texas. That's all done as members of the Big 12 after this upcoming season. And you just have to wonder what's next for the Big 12 conference. Uh, Brett Yormark's made it clear they're going to be aggressive, and, and that's why we're we're want some text, we want some feedback from Cougar Nation, Texas 575 
zero zero. What would you like to see in the Big Twelve if they do expand? And do you want Utah to be a part of that next wave of the Big Twelve? And I think we both gave our preferences in the last segment that we don't want to see it. But that's not just, in my opinion, the reason I don't want them BYU to advocate for them is what I laid out. Utah did not advocate for them. You don't need to advocate for Utah now. That's yeah. a, that's I'm fine with that. But from a Big Twelve perspective, because that's entirely different than BYU's perspective. Sure. Is there a case, Mitch, in your opinion, for Utah from the Big 12's eyes, not BYU's? I think so because they Utah, if they join the league, they would provide the Big 12 the best rivalry series in the conference. BYU and Utah would be the marquee rivalry in the league, and that's a pro, that's a valuable on the West t- Coast. It's a valuable TV property. You know, rivalries are big in in the television thing, and that's that's kind of. One thing sometimes that gets lost in the realignment talk, at the end of the day, it always circles back to ESPN and Fox. They're the two big players. The nice thing for the Big 12 is that they have their future TV media rights package with both entities. So there's investment from both ESPN and Fox to want the Big 12 to succeed and, and be valuable. And I think that's that's a huge piece to this. And I think the fact that your mark still wants to have that linear component was was so valuable when he joined the conference when he did last July or August. I think that Utah would provide – I think this, this Salt Lake market is undervalued. Uh, I do think this market is is bigger than sometimes the people that we, we reside in. This. I think there's always this uh, we're beneath other markets. No, I think this is a great college football top market. 50 market. This is one of the best college football markets too. Yep. We love our college football here in this state, and I would stack it up with – I mean, I know the SEC is is very uh, passionate about their college football, but I feel like Salt Lake, as far as a is access, airports, you know, hotels. I think it's a better place, uh, downtown, clean environment. I just think Salt Lake's a great place to live. I think that Salt Lake's valuable. I think it's growing and it's rising. And I think this we just we love our college football here. So from that sense, it, it's valuable to add Utah for the Big Twelve in that regard. But I think that if you're Brett Yormark. You look at it, and I think that the most valuable properties in the Pac-12 would be, of course, Oregon and Washington, two different states. They're a rivalry, too, and they've got great history. I mean, those are the remaining Pac-10 teams. Oregon and Washington stand above the rest in terms of cachet and brand, and I would even put Washington above Oregon from the on-field success. I think Washington's got a great history over the years. And then I think after those two, it's, to me, the Arizona schools. Uh, one, because I think the Arizona schools from a philosophical, the views kind of align more with Big 12 schools. Big 12 schools tend to be conservative. They're, they lean a little bit, which is different in this world of academics and higher education. And I think that's one of the big hangups for these Pac-12 teams. They don't want to align with, well, you know, BYU's super conservative. They're a religious entity. They don't want to deal with that. Oh, there's Baylor, who's also another religious faith-based school. TCU, I I, I think they still are. I, I know that it's Christian in their name, but uh, it's almost like pride for these Pac-12 teams, and that might be their demise, and so be it. But uh, I think the Arizona schools would fit quite nicely with the Big 12, and, they, and Arizona especially, they care about their basketball, and they would join – the best basketball league in America, and they care about their hoops. I know financially basketball doesn't move the needle in all these talks, but, man, that would be huge for them. And I think that's – you would like to think that's enough motivation for them to blink and make this move because 
Big 12's ready. I mean, the offer, I think, is is there. Like, it, start the conversations. Your mark is ready to pounce and make it happen. So I think those would be your top four if you're if you're the Big 12 right now. Let's get to some texts, Mitch. You can text us 57500. Chime in on this. What do you want to see the Big 12 do? Would you like them to bring in Utah? And we are getting some texts, Mitch. Here's the first one. No Utah. AZ, Arizona State, Oregon, Washington. So I agree with this person, and and, and here's why. That rivalry game would be nice. You can't deny it. Yeah. It uh, it's certainly nice in this state. That the Miami series is gone, in in essence, because of maybe Utah. But anyway, so this texter, I want we got to shout out this number too. It's forty seven twenty eight. I agree with him. No Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. I think Arizona and Arizona State they accomplish a few things from the Big Twelve perspective. First off, it's a different time zone. That's important. That, I never know what Arizona time zone it is. What is it's it? It's Pacific. Mountain Standard it's not in the mountains. winter. It's Pacific. Okay. I, I never know what time it is down there. I just, I don't. <laughs> but yes, it, 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 some part of the I'm year is Pacific. I'm questioning myself right now. I need to look. I uh, think in the winter time they're with us. They're Mountain st- Standard time. And then in the, the... They are Mountain Standard time, so I'm wrong. Yeah. And then, and then, and then in the, uh, when it's daylight savings. You're right. They, Arizona does not observe time. daylight savings time. You're, but, le- you're learning something here on Cougar Sports <laughs> Saturday. Nate, we got to get our producer. You lived in Arizona. You, did you know these things? We, were, we weren't speaking in fact, and you were just letting us uh, <laughs> hang out to dry. Anyways, okay, so you don't necessarily get the Mountain Standard time, but you, do get, but you do get Phoenix's market, which would be... Yeah. Is that, would that be the biggest market in the Big Twelve? I think it would be. Phoenix is massive. Well, well you it's got top ten for sure. You got DFW with TCU. No, I think Phoenix is bigger. Producer Nate, get on there. Where is Dallas's market, and where is especially in population? I think Phoenix is bigger than Dallas. Let me let me ask you this too. Do you think that is it just is it Pac twelve teams or bust for the Big Twelve? Should no. your mark consider the San Diego States, or maybe even this SMU move? Not SMU. No way. Yeah. That, that would be ridiculous because you have you already have TCU in the Dallas area, mm-hmm. and you have a, a plethora of Texas teams. Yeah. Baylor, Houston, uh, TCU, Texas. No way. Am I Now, San Diego State is interesting because that would, we don't need to verify this, that would get you the Pacific time zone. Yes. That would give you Southern California. That would give you... Access to Los Angeles, which is top three population and, and just market any metric you want to use. L.A. is it's massive because when, you got to be thinking from a a money perspective. Nobody wants to bring in four teams to split the pie if it's not going to at least keep your money the same. Which means you got you have to bring in more money from Fox and ESPN to make it so you're still getting the same amount of money. And a rivalry game is not going to do that. Getting to a bigger market, getting opportunities to put games in more time zones because the Big 12 would then have an opportunity to go East Coast to West Coast, Eastern time to Pacific time. We can have games all friggin' day long. Like, that is valuable to an ESPN and a Fox who, look, they need games late. They need games in the late window. That's that's why I think expansion is on your mark's mind for the Big 12 because there's more inventory, more options for our TV networks – because we can put games all throughout the day. And bringing in Utah doesn't let you do that. I mean, BYU and Utah, they could play late games. And look, BYU's going to play late games already. That, that's going to happen. No but, but Arizona, San Diego State, look, I'd even be interested in 
in an in an Oregon State and a Washington State because I feel like the Arizona schools plus those four are they the best four? Absolutely not. But they're going to come in and they're and they're going to want stability. They're going to want the option to maybe work up and be a top player in the conference. They're not going to be oh I wish we were there in the Big Ten because Oregon and Washington are are feeling that way. I'd be worried about that. That they're sort of here, but really they want to be there. No. You want to add teams that have the opinion of BYU, Cincy, UCF, and Houston. Hey, we want the opportunity. We're all in. We're a team. We're going to build this thing up. you got to bring in people like that. And I don't know if Utah's that. I, I definitely don't think Oregon and Washington are that. I do feel confident that the Arizona schools would be that way. Yeah. And I feel confident that an Oregon State and a Washington State would be that way. I, I like that uh, that angle because you're right. I think there has been good uh, kind of chemistry in these new Big 12 teams that have already been added with BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston paired up with, I guess you could call them the leftover eight is what it's being called in this Big 12. There, there's, a, there's so much excitement for this Big 12 conference because there's no pecking order. Texas and Oklahoma are going to be gone after 2023, and who's ready to be the top you know brands? Who's ready to be... The, the top entities. I think that's what is, makes such uh, 2023 so important from a football side. It's always big when, when football and Power 5 level is played, but it, it can be the, the early indicators of who the, what the pecking order will look like in this conference and establish the tiers or the brands in this league. And I think it's a fascinating thing, and I think that the good thing for BYU, one, they're in, and two, they've got a good commissioner who's not thinking about old-school college administrator ways. You know, for the longest time in college sports, when it comes to realignment, it was always, well, we're going to have this meeting, we're going to do this, or the, the board's going to have this meeting. You're like, let's get it going. And I, I love how your Mark's just like, why are we waiting this long? Like, he comes from the world of business. He's worked with Jay-Z. I mean, the guy just, he wants to get stuff done. And I don't think he's necessarily a guy that maybe envisions himself being at the Big 12 the rest of his life. I don't know. But I feel like he's someone that wants to come in. Let's get some stuff done in this first year. And I feel like he's armed and ready to offer the moment's notice. Because the thing is, too, is we know in college athletics, perception almost is is king. And and if and if a Pac-12 team, just one or two, leaves that league and goes to the Big 12, that is the ultimate nail in the coffin of the perception of the Pac-12. Like, you are inferior to the Big 12. And that's what's got to happen because these two leagues are going to duke it out from a perception side of things and for money and for the quest to have the biggest media payouts. And keep in mind, too, there's going to be a lot of money in the Big 12 beyond the media rights money because – this league is going to get NCAA tournament bids galore. They're going to go to bowl games. They're going to field great teams that get tons of payouts in the postseasons of both football and men's basketball and women's basketball as that continues to go up too. So th- there is a lot of money to be had. I think even the media rights piece, even if it's only like you know $5 million difference, I don't know what it'll end up being for the Pac-12, but I think there's going to be more mi- money opportunities from the bowl and the success in the postseasons of these sports because the Pac-12 is not good. Football had an uptick this past year, and I think they'll be okay this season. But long-term, no. There's diminishing uh, investment into football in the high school level on the West Coast. They're moving away. Kids aren't playing it as much. Whereas in the Midwest and the East, they're playing football. And here in Utah, we're playing football. So the Big 12 is the future between these two entities. 
I'm just curious which Pac-12 team is actually going to blink and actually realize that. Let's put a bow on this conference realignment talk on the other side. Keep the text coming. 57500, chime in. What would you like to see the Big 12 do, if anything, when it comes to conference realignment, maybe adding teams from the Pac-12? We'll discuss and wrap up this convo on the other side. Welcome back in to Cougar Sports Saturday. Matt Biamonte and Mitch Harper. We've been talking about the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and and what these conferences do next. I want to throw this last thing your way, and then we'll move on. We'll have Richie Saunders coming up next from the BOU basketball team. He'll talk about the matchup tonight against Gonzaga. Last time BOU will play the Zags as, as conference foes in the kennel. And then in hour number three, BOU baseball starts off next week. We'll bring on their new manager, Trent Pratt. So that'll be a, a good conversation to get to know the baseball Cougs. We'll touch on a little Super Bowl and and get some BOU football as well. But to put a bow on conference realignment, do you have any interest in, because there's 10 teams left in the Pac-10 currently. There's 12 if you take out Texas and Oklahoma. Starting next year in 2024, Mitch, the Big Ten and the SEC will have 16 teams. That's kind of the mark. So you could go and get four and and match them at 16, or do you want to be progressive and go all the way and become the first mega conference? Do you have any interest in trying to bring in all 10 of the Pac-12 teams? It's a good question. I mean, all 10, no, because I feel like Stanford and Cal alone would create just headaches. <laughs> they would be they, they would be Texas and Oklahoma in terms of stopping everything, yet they have no, no on-field value. success. As far as on the football field, I know they're great in Olympic sports, but I, I just I can't picture a world where BYU and Stanford are in the same meetings. I just can't. Yeah. That, that is just no way. I, 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 that's a non-starter to me. I would like to be at 16 uh, because I still think you can operate as a league at 14, assuming, say, Oregon and Washington get their dream and they go to the Big Ten. You could still operate as a 14-team league and, and be okay and, and still survive and make a lot of money. And maybe you backfill then with SDSU or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that so I'm I'm okay with 16 and and I think that that's going to probably be the the kind of the the sweet spot for this you know next 10 to 12 years in the 12 team playoff era and uh, that's where I would want to be and I think in an ideal world it's Oregon and Washington and it's Arizona and Arizona State or it's Arizona and in Colorado I mean I the Colorado to me they've they got some history with the Big 12 I think some of those uh, you know current Big 12 programs would like that uh, because there is history and. That is one of the bummer things that's that's tough about all of these moves is history does go by the wayside. And totally. I will say, Matt, that I, I feel that uh, it will be interesting, you know, after a few years in, in the Big 12, hopefully, you know, there's some rivalries that emerge for BYU, and I'm sure they will. Uh, but, you know, you, there is something that has been lost over the past decade, uh, you know, not being part of a rivalry weekend. You know, th- certain things like that that you just always were appointment viewing uh, you kind of romanticize a little bit of that past, but the future ahead and the next iteration of the sport, that's more exciting and that trumps all of that. And I'm, I'm really curious to see because really when you when you dive in deep with college football, it's been such a horrific system where the BYU's of the world never had a chance to really accomplish the highest level levels of the sport, and now they do. I mean, everyone kind of does in a way over this 12-team playoff era, and I think that makes – uh, so much of a difference with how everyone, the optimism, the outlooks, uh, it, it does a lot. So 16 teams for me would be the sweet spot that I would like to see. What about you? 
Six teams probably right. I just wonder, do you want to get ahead of the game and, yeah. and maybe set the new mark? But the, the problem is it, it, you're chasing something you can never achieve, which is the SEC and the Big Ten. It doesn't matter what you do. You'll never get to their status. So there would be a concern if you were to go to 20 and then those two conferences wanted a few of yours yeah. and then they would probably get them. So maybe 16 makes the most sense. But, but I definitely think 16 is the right play. I, I would not stand at stay at twelve. I, I would I would expand somehow if you can especially get at least two schools from the Pac twelve. Be nice one day to have the Big Ten at, at at sixteen teams, the the Big Twelve at sixteen teams. No one will have uh, their their numbers correct at all. <laughs> but uh, hey, that's college sports, baby. We love it. All right, let's get to a break. On the other side, we'll have BYU basketball freshman guard forward. Uh, we'll find out. If he's a guard or a forward after this news talk and weather. And then Richie Saunders here on Cougar Sports Saturday. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.